So this is the first book I've ever actually read. Welcome to the Great Unraveling podcast. Um, well, what's going on? Well, I I've, just thought I'd say it differently. I've, I've tried time. to do that intro before, and you embarrassed me in front of guests and said it was shit. Well, I just thought I'd say, you know, welcome. Okay, go on then. Welcome to the Great Unraveling podcast, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing all right. I, I'm, I'm a bit tired. I've been had a long week, but I think, you know, I'm looking forward to some good luck because you know what happened to me today. What? I was out and it was raining a little bit. Uh, happened to be stood under a tree. Oh. Just normal. Here it comes. Uh, and big drop on me. And I was like, oh, I said to myself, literally said to myself, probably out loud, <laughs> uh, I hope that was rain. Mm. And then walked home. And I just managed, I saw that I had a bit of bed shit on my, like my sleeve and a bit on my bag. I was like, fucking hell, it wasn't rain. Fucking bed shit on me. Annoying. Yep. Yep. And I checked myself a little bit, you know, I was like, I hope I haven't got any fucking anywhere else and we can see so And it's not a long walk to my house. Got in, I walked past you know a few people and got in and I looked in the mirror and yeah, bad shit all over my fucking face. <laughs> On my fucking face and neck. Seriously? Yeah, Is that yeah. Oh brown, fucking greeny brown bed shit <laughs> right down the side of my fucking face and down my neck. Any walk past anyone. It <laughs> How did you not know that? How I did just didn't feel it on me. I didn't feel it at all. And when I did try, I, I did like feel like on my side and stuff, but must have just like missed it or something. But fucking like not subtle. <laughs> fucking smeared all over the place. <laughs> I just had to laugh really. I don't even that. So I don't know why, but I felt less disgusted by the fact this bed shit, but I was still not happy, clearly. So, you know, that was that weird. Was, it's shit shit at the end of the day. It's yeah, not nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not nice. I mean, I was straight in the shower and all clothes. I mean, I just had a fucking haircut, you know, you feel all fresh and Oh, new. yeah. And then, yeah, get shat on. But, yeah. So, I'll yeah, you're to be... expecting quite a lot of good luck, I guess, yeah, off the back yeah. of that one. That should, show, that, that should make, you know, there should be, if it's on a... Sort of scale that should be mm. on a higher end, surely, because it was like literally on my face. I'd be interested to know where that comes from. That thing of like why it's good luck to get shot on by a bird. Well, Do you know? I don't know. It comes from, where does all this nonsense come from? You know, yeah. but it's kind of like America on the same level as superstitions. You know, superstitions are so fucking stupid. You know what annoys me? Well, it's at one. So the, the worst superstition I think is people who won't cross the stairs. And actually, this is. Really, really, really common. So I go, well, I go to a yeah. gym, and it's quite a long staircase. And if I'm walking up, and there'll be someone on at the top, will just stop. So you feel compelled to, to speed jog. up and jog up yeah. the fucking stairs. I won't do it anymore because right. I'm fucking. I don't know. Sometimes they stop at the top, and I'm like at the bottom of the stairs. They expect me to jog all the way up the stairs just because they're fucking superstition. They won't cross. How, the how wide is the staircase? Wide enough for two. Wide enough. Plenty time. wide, okay. And I've you know, see this all the, all the time. And I've just stopped mm. doing it now. I'm not playing, but and it's it's it's. I would say it's the majority of people who happen to be coming to the top of the stairs when I'm at the bottom will be like that. And it's just bizarre. Do you think, I don't think that's just superstition. I don't think. I think that's like a personal well, space. Oh thing, come on! I'm, I'm not talk, we wouldn't be even touching or anything. That's nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they're scared of you. 
<laughs> Why? What do you think I look like? Oh, I, don't, um, I, I know what you look like. Um, so I, I, I always think it's like after getting shot on by a bird, it doesn't get much worse than that after that for the rest of the day. So anything else that happens feels good. Yeah, well, I mean, it improved my mood, if anything. I was just kind of laughing. Mm. It was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, so, well, you know, <laughs> well, it's funny. Because I was worrying about it a little bit, and I was like, um, worrying about it being, you know, a bit on my bag. Oh, that's annoying. And then, yeah, oh, no, it's just literally, like, no, it's on my face. all over your fucking face. Good, good, good. So, yeah. Good. Well, okay. I'm glad that happened to you. <laughs> Thanks. So, um, ploughing on... We ta- what are we talking about today? Well, I recently wrote a book review that some people, some listeners may have, may have not have read. Um, it was published on the Reaction website. I'm going to put it on a, my Substack as well. And it was a review of a book about mental health by uh, Sam Delaney, a podcaster, author, broadcaster, etc. Journalist. J- journalist, yeah. And um, it's, um, the title of the book is Sort Your Head Out. Uh, mental health, mental health without all the bollocks. Mm. It's a, like a book like that's kind of like um, meant to be accessible and you know, for anyone. But it's you know, I think it's you know most focused on a sort of male audience. Him being a man, and you know, um, I think that's kind of the target audience. But uh, so yeah, there we go. Yeah, you introduced that thrillingly, as always. I mean, uh, Sam Sam Delaney, like, um, is it fair to say? Well, no, I'll speak for myself. I would say I'm a fan of Sam Delaney. Yeah. Well, mainly through his podcasts, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say I I hadn't really heard of him before I'd started listening to Top, Top Flight Time Machine back in the day. And he's just a yeah, very engaging character, isn't engaging he? Engaging and funny, and um, yeah. yeah. So we know him as a, a pod, as from the the pod world, and we've you know both listened to you know a lot of that. Um, people who a lot of people who, you know some people have heard of, heard of him in various ways, and many who haven't. So basically, he was a journalist and who worked on all the sort of lads mags, per yeah. se, the nineties and noughties, and mm. for a period he was uh, editor of Heat and various other magazines like that. That was his era, wasn't it? Like, yeah. it's prior. I mean, that that is, and that's a lot of what the book's about because, you know, that's his um, before he got into podcasting and whatnot. He was uh, that was you know most of his working life doing that, and a lot of uh, culture attached to that too. You know, booze and football and cocaine, cocaine basically, mm. Mm. and uh, yeah, it's like fast paced and you know high pressured on you know putting a lot of pressure on himself. Um, that sort of lifestyle that just sort of can spin out of control sort of thing. But and he knocked it all on the head, didn't he? He's gone sober. Yeah, totally sober. Um, so, yeah, the book, so the book is... It's... It, um, it can be... Part of, partly and can be read as a, you know, a story of recovery, addiction and recovery, but um, I don't think that people who are reading it, you know, necessarily... You know, it wouldn't have to be have had addiction issues to, you know... To find a lot in there to identify with and and uh, enjoy and and get something out of. It's not it's not primarily about addiction, but you know, you know, a lot of people, a great many people who have mental health issues do have problems with addictions of various sorts or and anxiety and things like that. So I think it covers a lot of stuff like that. So um, cool. anyone wants to read the actual review, it will be again, it'll be on the Great Unraveling Substack. 
Okay. Um, all right. So well, let's talk about it then. Well, I mean, we've already started talking about it, but let's... Let's talk about it after the bit let's of music it. that breaks <laughs> this bit into the next bit. This is the first book I've ever actually read uh, on the subject of mental health. Well, certainly from beginning to end, anyway. And mm. I've had a lot of... I've bought some, I've had books suggested to me, and I've really never managed it. Apparently, that, that's you know, through a long time of not really being ready to, you know, start really confronting my demons. Yeah. And start, you know, working on that and being proactive and, you know, getting stuck into into it but also just like it's you know there's not a lot it's, i didn't it's not the kind of thing that i want to read really it's a very hard thing to commit to mm. and some of these books were some of the books were like really heavy um or you get the, like the self-help types don't yeah. you, where it's like and try or something to try and give you a system for life and then there's some there's some books that were kind of like they feel like the kind of books that a therapist should read and then i'll pay the therapists it's yeah, yeah. To, dumb it down know. for me <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and, and so, yeah, lead you, you know, lead, you know, lead you by the hand a little bit, um, and you know, there's other heavy books. I read had books about trauma or specific things that happened to me, and that's no, not a great place to start, at least. Yeah, <laughs> you know, when you're struggling to commit to, you know, doing the work on yourself, and you know, it's sometimes it can be hard to read fucking anything, you know, even things you fucking enjoy because of life and that. <laughs> So reading yeah. a book about mental health, which you know, I'm sure sometimes it's, it's... I sometimes found it hard to believe that it was going to be something you were going to read and really enjoy in some way or get something out of or feel good after reading. It just mm. felt like... Ugh. So have you ever read anything? I mean, you know, have you've had your own issues with anxiety and whatnot? Different from me, but, you know, have you ever read anything like that <clears throat> or self-help even or anything like that? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, would like... Uh, I read, like, what's his name? Um... You know, the easy way to quit smoking, that's a self-help book, isn't it? Ah, yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. By, by that guy who's got the same name as that comedian, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, Alan Carr. Alan Carr, that's it. Um, which, was, which was interesting. I, I, and I read the whole thing, and I did stop smoking for a long time after reading that. I started smoking again some, some, <laughs> about a year later. Um, <laughs> but, it, but it was very helpful. But... Um, but I have read, yeah, some things about mental health. Actually, I mean, it's going to sound a bit crap if you don't know anything about it, but um, Ruby Wax writes about mental health. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. she's got a book called um, How to Be Human. Um, well, yeah, it's not... I mean, I've, I've been... Ruby Wax has been watching her on telly from very, very young age. Yeah, she's great. She's great, yeah, she's a legend. Um, but, you know, she's like a, a like a Buddhist or whatever. Yeah, 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 and she's like, uh, yeah, talks, does gives talks on it and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, that's a very good book, self help book. Yeah, um, yeah, but it's but that's mean mainly it's about you know mental health. Um, yeah, and then I've read, I've read some books, some Buddhist books. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, sorry, I don't mind laughing. It's just um, I just I'm sort of surprised. Well, you know, you've you've done a bit of. Uh, 
you done a bit of meditation and yoga bit of and meditation stuff? and yoga yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um yeah. there's a book called nice. Be- beginner's mind which is a famous one um which is which is all about like clearing your mind and coming to things with a beginner's mind um uh, which is and and like experiencing stuff in that way, um, but yeah, no, it's it's yeah, it's, uh, some some good stuff. But yeah, that, I'm not much more than that really. And I've no. I've, I've bought saw your head out um, after this um, recommendation from you, um, and I was gonna I was gonna buy it anyway, but but now I've bought it. Yeah, because <laughs> nice. I have to read it now for other reasons. Yes, that we will reasons. talk about later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. That, uh, uh, that's what it's kind of aimed at being accessible. And what, what does uh, Sean Ryder say about it? Okay. <laughs> Sean, Sean Ryder says it tells well, it like it is. he knows a lot about uh, yeah, trauma. <laughs> in an honest and down-to-earth way that men who find it hard to talk about mental health will be able to relate to easily. A great motivating book that could really help. Well, you know, can't say fairer than that, really. That, that is a pretty good summary, better than I've managed to sum it up so far. Okay. Um, it is, it, 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 you know, it achieves that aim. It's accessible, very, very readable. And you know, if you are if people like if you are familiar with him uh, uh, as a podcaster, it keeps that sort of chatty sort of turn. It's quite entertaining the way he tells anecdotes, and it kind of translates into the way he writes in the book. So, so can you talk us through like the structure of it? Yeah, so um, so it's quite an interesting structure actually. So it has it has in like two parts. All his chapters into two parts, drunk and sober. But it's not quite how it reads. It's not like literally all, the first part is, is talking about how he was as an alcoholic and the second part talking about how he got sober. The, there's a lot of chapters uh, under like drunk that sort of more about how or things that contributed to his sort of later you know, issues. Right. And then the the ways in which he sort of turned his life around. Um so that's good. And it starts with, you know, talking about a lot of his, his childhood. Goes through a lot, of, a lot of that. That's one of some of the more uh, really interesting parts that I've got a lot of. Uh, and then it talks about his his working life in the, in, the, in the sort of mid part and how he became addicted to, well, he became an alcoholic and a cokehead. It's a hell of a combination. Mm. <laughs> and, um, and, Talks and then his, his recovery, but um, and you know the thing and his recovery and the things that he things he does to sort of maintain maintain that recovery. And it's not just like a recovery from addiction; it's a recovery from you know a, an ongoing mental health and anxiety crisis that was like you know reoccurring. And you know, as mental as mental health issues do, they come back and, come, and then they worsen, and then eventually it accumulates and into some kind of you know, it, it can it's like a crescendo. You know, hmm. um, so yeah, there's a lot. I'm sure, I think there's probably a lot of things you can relate to there. I think the the stuff about his childhood is interesting because it's the, the, some of the best parts of it about or about the, all the memories that that you retain about um, and the little traumas that he collects. And some of them are, you know, seemingly minor. Or they, you know, you say them out like we spoke about this on. A few times, haven't we? Mm. Um, you can have just these niggling memories that just feed your insecurities as an adult. He writes about that sort of thing really well. <sighs> Need a breather. <laughs> I, I hate... <laughs> I know we talked about it before, but I, I really hate those memories. Sometimes they're just memories that... So I don't have a good like long-term memory, and it, like my 
my family always like take the piss out of me for it and they'll talk about things that happened when we were kids and I just won't remember them and my mum like says it in a kind of she's pissed off pissed off with me because I can't remember she's like oh yeah you wouldn't remember that like yeah. like she's wasted all of her time because I, now I can't remember it um but the um but but I have stupid memories like when I'm brushing my teeth I always think about um this person who came into our school when I was like must have been seven and taught us how to brush our teeth. And one of the kids said, um, oh, um, when you, like, your teeth bleed, when, when your gums bleed, when you're brushing your teeth, that's because you're brushing too hard. Right, and, the, yeah. and the teacher said, um, well, this, this, this person who's training us, she must be a dentist, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, was like, no, 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 it's, it's actually um, if, because you haven't brushed your teeth properly the, t- the day before. That's right. why, um, and he was like, "No, but my mum says that like that it's it's because you're doing it too hard." And she's like, "No, well, your mum's wrong." And I always remember that. As, as, <laughs> I remember. I think I remember that as like first time I realised that like parents can be wrong about yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's a big thing. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's a big thing. Like, like, every see... morning when I'm brushing my teeth, it pops into my mind. I'm like, "Fuck off!" Like I don't <laughs> yeah, care about is, this memory. It, it, yeah. yeah, it's always a weird things that you collect. That yeah, seemingly tiny things like that. I mean, yeah, they torture you forever. Yeah, I actually, and I so I asked some people on uh, a Twitter for you know these sort of mm. uh, memories that plague them because um, there's a thing in the book uh, uh, where he talks about uh, he's trying to get, he thinks he's going to like kiss a girl, and the girl says like in front of his mates, "I, I would never kiss you. You're too fat." Fuck. <laughs> 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 fucking humiliating. There's a few. Um, other ones are a bit like that. That's often the way because it's often with girls, isn't it? Because that mm. that, that that thing, because right? it's in your youth and and uh, going into your teenage years, where getting knocked back there can stay with you a long time. Confidence oh, yeah, interacting yeah. with with women and 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 the confidence in your person, your own personality and looks, and how attractive you might be to another to the women. It's a big part of life, isn't it? So they get any oh, yeah. confidence knocked by that. Uh, so there was funny ones like. Uh, Helen Reed refused to kiss me when we were playing Spin the Bottle with the words, You've, you have to draw the line somewhere, James, and you are that line. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <clears throat> I said, how old How old it is? I said, 12. 12. Who is this fucking demon 12-year-old girl? God, oh, poor James. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, a few mentions of being overweight and crap at sports as a kid. That's mm. always a bit of a killer. And uh, actually... Um, there was something I didn't know about or, uh, about uh, Sam Delaney who wrote the book uh, talking about being chubby when I was a kid the funny thing is I was quite chubby in, as a teenager but I just didn't realise it so it wasn't actually a big yeah. factor in my <laughs> <laughs> but um, he, the other thing interesting thing is he has three brothers right mm. so, so his parents often when you've you've had uh, you've got we've all got our own like Experiences and things that uh, causes pain, and it, you can you can downplay it, can you? Or you can it's, you, know, you try and compare it to others, you know. And there's always always someone worse off you. There's always lots of people worse off than you. Uh, and sometimes I think you can guilt trip yourself into trying to think, you know, or or you can try and avoid confronting these problems because you're like, I you should be fine because other people, you know, other people have been through worse. Yeah. And minimize your own issues. Um. And. What was it? Oh yeah, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, so he's and yeah, he talks a lot about in the book about 
you know, how important it is to to recognise your own traumas and you know, not self, you know, pity yourself, but recognise them, uh, so you can, you know, so you can have some kind of resolution and and mm. uh, recognise how it's affecting you now and things, you know, things like that. Though even even he then downplays the, his own things within the book, mm. you know, because I think there is a bit like you know, trying to use, he tries to use his own experiences, but I think. It's we try if it, then you you probably get a bit. I imagine you would get a bit nervous about people read it and think, you know, I've been through I've been through worse. So it's even it's a really hard thing to avoid. Yeah. But like it, it talks a lot about having yes, yeah, so three brothers. His dad left, and his mum had to work loads, and so he's often getting left with his quite a bit older brothers, who had all you know mad mates and stuff. And it sounds like a fucking nightmare. I mean, do you imagine having three older brothers? I mean, mm. sure it's great. He obviously his book's dedicated to his brothers. They sound like all oh, got you know. We've listened to podcasts where they talk about his brother. Sounds like yeah, a yeah. great relationship, but and nonetheless, there's a lot in there about you know being bullied by his brothers or being left alone with them and feeling scared and isolated. And yeah, I do, and you know, feel quite sorry for him at times because it sounds sounds. You know, I, I went through plenty of shit when I was a kid, but um, and it's find yourself having a lot of sympathy for him. It's a bit of a it sounds like a bit of a fucking bear pit, really, because. Mm. Yeah, siblings. You've got an older brother. Imagine yeah. having fucking three of them. No. And then being left alone with them all the time, so often. And, you know, it, that's because his mother was under pressure to work a lot. And it, it, it sounds like there's a lot of love in his family and he loves all the... That's another interesting aspect of how he writes about his family. But nonetheless, it's quite hard sometimes. It was interesting, and, and combining that with him talking about being being fat... So, so let's read a bit of it. The, the 80s were a brutal time and body shaming was not the tab- taboo it is today. So even older relatives who should have known better seemed to revel in taking the piss out of me for my weight. I had to enjoy... I don't know why I'm laughing, but it's just, it's just... It sounds completely horrible. I had to enjoy an evening at a family party where one of the older blokes got shit-faced and performed what could only be called a comedy roast of me and my appearance for the entertainment of my, of my brothers, who were also drunk. And I was 14 and had to sit there at the dining table while he bombarded me with his machine gun, machine gun gags about how tubby I was. And the harsher he became, the more my brothers howled and applauded. Sounds like a fucking nightmare. Oh my god! That sounds horrible. Yeah, yeah exactly. So that's that's gonna stay with you for a fucking long time, isn't it? Those kind of things, and obviously, there's um, there's a, a, his, his parents divorced when he was young, and he's quite a bit of an age gap between him. Is uh, I think he's the youngest one. Uh, he is the youngest one, and so and his dad just left. I mean, that's you know all that to deal with as well. He has a good relationship with his dad, it sounds like, but and that's the other thing. They complicated. Relationships you have with your with your family, and we've talked about our dads quite a bit. And uh, well, one of the complications we have is that they died, <laughs> <They're dead. laughs> <laughs> which isn't their fault. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, for, for speaking for myself, you know, yeah, I love my dad, and he's a great, a great guy, and a good dad, but also you know, a flawed, a flawed man. Like you mentioned about you finding out your parents were fallible, even though it was in a very minor way. You mm. also, you know have to come to terms with all the you know mistakes that your parents made, things that they did that were, were not great, uh, ways in which they let you down, and then you still love them, and, or you may even love them more in a way because they're human. And then you beco- if you become a parent yourself, and an adult, <laughs> you, you realise how hard life is, yeah. and you start to, and as you get older and older, you start thinking and thinking back to how what their lives must have been like and why they may have done some of the things they did or you know and that there's a lot of that in the book as well um 
it's quite gracious really the way he talks about his, his dad, particularly because you know he's, he's sort of in really understanding about why he might have left or why he might have had an affair, the pressures he was under and stuff. Yeah, there's a lot in there where you can the childhood badges where you can really relate and also just sort of understand how it led into the later part of the story. The funny, the thing is, and as in, the book is funny. That's the thing. I mean, you're talking about it being, you know, <clears throat> having an interest. It's interesting and funny. It is very funny, and often from, even from some of the worst moments or some of the stupidest things you do, um, you know, uh, there's going to become humour. And you know, it doesn't. It's, it is was funny to read. I've laughed quite a bit. Um, and because and also when you're looking back at your own stupidity and stupid things you did or said or tried to justify your own actions uh, or how irrational you get. Um, when your mental health's out of control and you're using and you've, you've got unhealthy coping mechanisms, the way you think, in retrospect, is often so stupid. It's funny, and there's a lot of yeah. that as well. Yeah. Uh, it's intermission. <clears throat> That's cool. It sounds 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 great. I mean, like it's interesting. Like, yeah, that this being your kind of yeah first. Um, experience of a book like this, and um, do you, and I know, like, well, I read your review of it, and you obviously put a lot of yourself into that review as well, which I'd liked. Um, and do you feel like it's had any kind of impact on you? Is there anything in particular you've taken away for yourself? Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's um, one of the reasons. I mean, one of the reasons that I was able to. You know, want, be keen to read it and and get through it and everything. As I am, as I said earlier, I'm a different stage of my life. I am trying to, and comfortable, trying to confront and think about my own problems. And it's, I think I'm sure. You know, I just think reading about these things can be part of a process. And yeah, I think it's it's uh, it is it's been a useful part of an early early process where I'm. Being proactive and dealing with my mental health, and yeah, I did. It was you know, I was reading it. It's in pauses sometimes, making me think, making think about you know my my reflecting on my own life, and especially the stuff about his memories from 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 childhood and how and it, when it's linked to behave, his coping mechanisms and his emotional responses as an adult, and you know, I've, I mean, I have, I've had I haven't had the same problem with alcohol that he's had, but I've had periods of. Problems with alcohol, especially you know during the pandemic, mm. uh, I had a problem with it, you know, and and drugs as well. Mm. Uh, there was parts of yeah, there's perhaps in where I felt quite emotional reading it, uh, and sometimes it was actually on the, on an author's behalf, so there's some quite sad bits. But then you know, just yeah, I felt I felt it, it would it would make me pause and think. But you know, overwhelmingly, um, it was a positive thing reading it. I felt you know, it made me feel a, a degree of optimism. It's quite you know. It is a story from a perspective of someone who's who sort, you know, sorted themselves, sorted their head out, mm. and has left a better life and found a better lifestyle for themselves. And you know, I feel like, and you know, stepping in that direction myself. And that, yeah, I think it, yeah, it's it's, it's quite uh, you get some. In, I got some inspiration from it, definitely. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm so I'm going to read it. I'm definitely going to read it now. Um, because what we got and some more news we should trail about this. We're going. Is this the last time we're going to talk about this book? Yeah, well, it probably should be because we don't want to be just like turn into the uh, Sam Delaney podcast, do we? The Sam Delaney Appreciation Podcast. But yeah, the author Sam Delaney. And just to be clear, we have, on occasion, trailed guests and that didn't. 
the day. I know. And <laughs> that could happen. I mean, like, I'm not guaranteeing that won't happen, but, yep. you know, we've booked him in, all right? We've booked him in. So we're, him Sam Delaney is coming on the Great Unraveling podcast yeah. and we're going to talk to him about his yeah. book. Yeah. In a couple of weeks, we'll, uh, well, a few weeks, we should be talking to him so it's not going to be for a little while so don't lose faith if it's not straight few away weeks. yeah a few weeks is booked right. in yeah I mean um, I am I've got to say Ben very excited about that very yeah, excited yeah it's going to be good isn't it yeah, yeah. I mean I said, I, I said like you know I've it was a big fan big fan of his podcast and it was yeah. anyway I'm going to be talking about his book and it is a really good book I really really enjoyed the book I, 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 you know the review was pretty glowing to be fair and you know complimented it again tonight and you know, there's a little bit passionate about it. Thanks, you know. Well done. It's a fucking good book. I enjoyed it. It's it was funny. It's entertaining to read. And I think anyone um, who's trying to reflect on their own, uh, mental health, uh, past or present, uh, could will get something out of reading it. Um, and yeah, it can be, it can be just a little part of a bigger a bigger process. Especially if if you were trying to get into reading about these things, um, it's a good way to start. And that's you know, that's what what I got out of it. And you've uh, you've been to see some of his you've been to see his live show before. We're going, aren't we? We're going yeah. to his top yeah. flight time machine yeah. live show. <laughs> just after probably, talking, yeah, to him. just after talking. No, probably <laughs> should leave him alone for a bit. Yeah, yeah. And but you 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 have in the past also tried to interact with the top flight time machine uh, <laughs> online, haven't you? And it's that yeah. hasn't always gone so well. So that'll yeah, be man. interesting to talk to him about. Yeah, I'm sure you want to all my interactions with any podcasts uh, just seem to go wrong. I try and, <laughs> oh, this will be amusing. Oh, they think I'm a dickhead because. Yeah, okay, yeah. again. <laughs> yes, so, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Yes, yes. Uh, so, sort your head out mental health without all the bollocks. Yeah. Available in all good bookshops. You can get a signed copy by uh, contacting his local bookshop in Barnes in London. So, mm. well, I got it signed by him. Some, of course you did. (laughs) (laughs) Not a stalker. Not a stalker. But, yeah, it's not a biased review. If I I had not enjoyed the book, I would not Not, have written a review. Not have written a review, yeah. Yeah. Um, And I related to it in a lot of ways. That's why I used my personal experience in the article uh, that I read. Nice. Yeah, by the book, I'd say. And it will be coming up in, uh, you know, few weeks but a few weeks away before we speak to him so it's a little while away but that's coming up are you, gonna be, are you gonna be like dead nervous when you talk to him no i don't know i don't think i don't think so but it's, as i said it's just weird you know it's not like he's a massive celebrity but it's just someone you listen to all the time like a, like a radio isn't it? it's like a radio yeah like if you listen to someone on the radio every morning that sort of level isn't it um i mean oh you know he's pretty famous yeah but yeah, anyway, but anyway. But yeah, and, yeah, I definitely yeah. get that thing of like, yeah, listen to people on podcasts and you feel like you know them really well. Yeah. Um, and then and then they just talk to them and they obviously don't, don't know you at all. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. Hmm. I mean, I've always been a bit like, I, I, I've really, like, well-known people are people I know. I've always been, like, get a little bit frozen, you know. Like, yeah. even from when I, when I was younger, when I, like when, uh, when I was like, what, 19 or 20, I'd met. Pete Doherty and was just like I tried to shake his hand and he just looked at my hand with contempt <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I was like oh this is fucking horrible and then I was like oh I know, I know such and such um, and he was like then he put his arm around me and 
ushered me backstage, which was fine, but it was still just awkward. And I still was, just, I didn't even be that a big fan of him, uh, but I was just mm. kind of like, whoa, he's got this weird aura around him, which I yeah. think was just in my imagination because it's like that person you see on TV, and this is, yeah, this is just someone, yeah, just, someone yeah. you listen to all the time. Strange. And, you know, yeah, yeah he's a big, big fan. He's, he's a funny guy, and uh, it's a good book. So there you go. Great. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I am so looking forward to that. All right, let's not, you know, embarrass ourselves with our... I don't care, mate. I'm just excited. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be... It will be good. <laughs> All yeah. right, so we say funny, goodbye. He's a, he, he, no, he's a funny bloke, entertaining bloke. He's a really good, uh, good, good person to, to uh, listen to, especially on this subject. So, yeah, get, get that listened to when it comes out. Good. Um, all right. Well, um, should we say goodbye then? Yep. Time to say goodbye. Goodbye. And again, we are moving to Substack and there'll be links put on Twitter and my Twitter and that's going to be happening. Not that it's going to make any difference to anyone <laughs> this on iTunes, but I'm just saying it, we have a Substack. It comes, you know, with the writing and whatnot and various other things coming up. Amazing. Amazing. So you Good. can subscribe on there, is my point. Christ. I need some sleep and babbling. Yeah. Good night. Good night. Goodbye. So long. <laughs>